This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hear more from Free FM. For a small monthly fee, you can become a patron and support independent community media. Go to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out how. On the line now, we have Gail Pittaway, co-director of Hamilton Book Month, to tell us about some of the events that have still got to come up in that. Good morning, Gail. Good morning, Gary. How's it going? Very well, thank you. Yes, we're pretty proud of ourselves for having to manage um, to get 15 of our events happening live <laughs> in our month. We had 20 planned, and so um, we, you know, it was really external forces like um, places, venues that we were going to were uncomfortable about the uh, social spacing and things like that. But, so we've postponed those, but we've not uh, cancelled anything, so we're pretty pleased about that. Now, you would have got a big attendance for what uh, shows you did put on. We got. We were very pleased with our attendance for our shows. Yeah, we got <coughs> over a hundred people for. And fortunately, um, we forgot our Golras Garman just before we went back to level two. So uh, we might have been about four people over the hundred mark <laughs> for that. Um, yeah, and generally our attendance has been really good. Sort of um, anything from forty to. 80 people coming to the sort of big panels and things like that so yeah we've been very pleased so um the one that one of the first one i guess that got kind of postponed was the romance and crime which is the third of our really big panels and that um is still we haven't scheduled that yet that's Nalini singh and um bronwyn sell who are both right in a variety of genres but um uh, Nalini Singh is a very, you know, well-respected New York Times populist writer of paranormal romances, and um, she's now moved into writing some crime stories. And Bronwyn Sell also writes kind of uh, romantic fiction and has also male, uh, delved into a crime. So we thought they'd be a really interesting combination, and they're in conversation with Nikki Weber. And um, they, uh, Nalini, in particular, was you know, keen just to kind of let things settle down after because she was an Auckland person so she couldn't have just come down here in the last few weeks. So we're still kind of working on that event and that will be one for people to watch out for because I think it'll be a beautiful event um, and it's most likely going to be held at the uh, Central Library which has been a wonderful host for a lot of our events which is really great. Um, <clears throat> Then we've got two other Auckland group-based groups also kind of affected. Um, Dominic Hui and Issa May Ranapiri, who are both writers and, you know, be both gaining a lot of following for their diverse kinds of writing. Um, and that event was going to be at the Never Project space, which is a gorgeous space in Commerce Street, Frankton, and uh, an upstairs space um, in that lovely shopping centre there. And that's going to be now 4th of December, so that's been moved right up, you know, into the um, summertime. And that will be, uh, that's one where the, um, it's a paid event, so people need to pay $10 to come to that. The Romance and Crime one is one that, you know, we've generated, which is supported by our sponsors. And so that is a free event. So uh, that's 
another one. And then the other one is um, from Auckland, Lesala Halapua, who is a Tongan writer. And I don't know if you know, but I was told by Lesala and his supporters that it's Tongan Language Week um, ah. starting this week. And Lesala is the first um, writer who has had his work translated into Tongan and English. And his, his stories of his Pacifica stories, um, which he was going to sort of talk through and also do an illustration workshop. Um, and again, that is not, that's going to be fairly, as, as soon as the museum is able to kind of host this, an event of this size, um, that is likely to happen. And that is going to be in the lovely sort of schoolroom area at the museum, most likely. And again, that's another free event. Um, so that'll be exciting to have as well. And we've got two more events. Another one is at the museum, which is the poet Poetry Soiree. Um, and again, we're really hoping for level one for that one. It's all Waikato writers, um, and, but also the uh, writer in residence, Richard von Sturmer, who's based in the Waikato during term time, but actually comes commutes from Auckland. And so that one, we're sort of negotiating a... Um, a date for that one probably um, in September or early October, so later this month or um, early next month. So yeah, there's a few sort of question marks, but we've got some, we've got one, uh, two definite dates, and this, the last definite date, I think my co-director Catherine might have given you for the sensory story time um, at Central Library at Garden Place. Now that is a kind of um, one, a multi-sensory journey through storytelling and play with some of the librarians at the Central Library. And again, that was one that was because of the hands-on uh, was delayed. And I, my understanding is sometime in October. Do you have an actual date for that? Um, it is 27th September I have here. Oh, okay, even even closer. That's great, yeah. And sensory story time is something which regularly happens at uh, Hamilton Central Library now, isn't it? Uh, well, story time does. So they have a regular story time um, and they have rocket story time at the beginning of every month and then they often send their story time readers down to the museum. Um, every Thursday or every couple of Thursdays to the museum. Um, and then Century Storytime may occurs a little bit less frequently. So I think it's a little bit more exploratory and experiential hmm. um, as an event. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you want to tell us some stuff about uh, Sensory Storytime? Because I'm very familiar with it myself, uh, having taken my stepdaughter there. But, uh, yeah, a lot of our listeners will be interested to, to know because it's a great experience, isn't it? Well, I don't. You you might have to tell me because I've never. T I've got a grandson I'd love to take to, and I was going to take him to Lesala as well. So it's because um, it, I know they do a lot of hands-on making things for the a lot of the events there. So tell me, you can tell me. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> so they they tend to make things. They have um, nice soft lighting, maybe stars on the ceiling in their spaces that they're in. They right. Uh, sit down on bean bags and yeah. uh, uh, interact with things that are relevant to the stories that they're having read to them. Yes. And the people who are reading the stories, for example, if it's about a pirate ship, 
which it was one time when I went there, they'll have an actual setup on the floor of waves and things, and they'll be sailing the pirate ship along it as they tell the story, so that yes. it has that oh, real fantastic. has that well, real. See, yeah, well, that's imagine as I imagine, but I didn't have any specifics because they kind of got all sorts of interesting imagery in their advertisements for it. So there's kind of looks like they've got a few dinosaurs and a few other. Mm. creatures in their imagery and I thought oh I wonder what this one's going to be because mm. um, it depends on um, you know what the story is as you say mm. but they do have some beautiful new spaces opened up at that central library and it's really great to you know to see how they're using them we um, had as you come down now into the library there are the steps down and also that sort of form a seating area and we had two events on there that just opened people to come in. The Blokes Reading uh, Book Club, where men could come and talk about the uh, books that they're reading. And uh, also, what are readers reading? So people could just come and talk about what they're reading at the moment. And they were small but really lovely events. And that was just, it just made me realise, you know, how special libraries are. And, you know, we're really grateful for the um, relationship that we've built up over the years with the Central Library and now the museum's coming on board too and um, you know that because of the uh, proximity to some of the gallery um, treasures you know that was that's the main concern why the events that were going to be at the museum have been uh, postponed because we just need a lot more space around people when we're in a, in a place with Tonga like that so yeah um, and I saw you at um, Goldreser's yes. talk um, at the central at the um, Clarence Street Theatre. Did you enjoy that? Oh, absolutely! And I was really impressed with the uh, turnout as well, um, as was Kelly Pike uh, from yeah. Free FM, who uh, interviewed Goldreser as part of that. So well, Kelly um, didn't Kelly do a magnificent job? Yeah, that, she really. That, it was great because a few people have said, "Oh, it's all going to be about politics." It wasn't about politics. It was about humanity. Mm. It was just a really, um, and they kind of uh, really, you know, t- took off their connection. Worked really effectively, I thought. Mm, yeah, they were very um, powerful too to be discussing on stage, weren't they? I was yeah, quite yeah, no, impressed. It was a very thrilling experience. I really enjoyed that. And Clarence Street Theatre was another new venue for us, <clears throat> so it was really nice of them to, you know really sponsor us by uh, letting us come in there and for just for the cost of the cleaners basically mm. um, I guess you might be able to have some future events in there now that you um, generated such a good turnout yeah I hope so yeah. Yeah. now just lastly Gail um, how can people keep track of the Hamilton Book Month events that are coming up over the next few months and uh, when they're happening when they're booked and things like that yes that's a really good question because we do keep track, you know, very up-to-date with our, <clears throat> on our website and our Facebook page. And Catherine, my co-director, um, is absolutely fantastic about that. But the problem for us is that some of our readership and, and audience are not very, um, you know, Facebook-loyal people. <laughs> and so we do have a concern um, with them uh, how we get the information to them. And so we rely a bit on the venues and maybe that we can put up the posters as well to, you know, let people know. But we might perhaps generate some sort of informal flyers to put around the library and the museum. 
with some of the updates because um, certainly we've got an email address Hamilton Bookmonth at g- Hamilton Bookmonth all one word at gmail.com which is the easiest way for anyone to kind of ask a question then we have our Facebook page which is Hamilton Bookmonth and we have our website Hamilton Bookmonth 2020 but yeah as I say Okay, well, quite often now with some of our events that had been moved, we had to make sure we put signs on the the venue that was too small that we had to, you know, expand away from just to have the social distancing. And there were still a couple of people who might have fallen through the cracks or whatever just because they um, didn't know how to get to the place anyway. So um, we'll sort of keep trying to make find ways to connect with people. Well, I commend you and your co-director, Catherine Wallace, for enabling Hamilton Book Month to come together, and indeed it's still coming together under this uh, peculiarity of the global pandemic. So, yes. <laughs> Gail yes, we're, we're a bit tired from rearranging ourselves, Gary, but we're very pleased that we've managed to pull off as many events as we have in, in person, so it's been great. Gail Pittaway, co-director of Hamilton Book Month. Thanks so much for joining me on the free breakfast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.